0: The fantasy football fathers podcast only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests my name is trey stinky fingers jose not a voice you're probably very familiar to on this podcast
1: at least not Uh, as the host (laughs) yeah
0: not as the host exactly um we are missing jimbo james drear he is doing something (laughs) i know what he's doing but he can't be here Uh.
1: Work, work things.
0: Work stuff. We have stuff to do. Uh, Things we would prefer to not be doing other than this. But sometimes we have to do those things. So, those things are being done. Either way, I am joined here today by Tyler Bigger Beerbock.
1: Yo, what's going on?
0: Uh, Way longer intro than I probably should have made it. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I think about it editing wise. But that's alright. Here we are. It's week 13. And we're here to bring you our... Waiver wire pickups, and before we do that, we're going to talk about you know injuries that happen throughout the week, how it's going to affect your fantasy team, and also a little bit of uh, news. I already forgot. <laughs> yeah, well, in- injuries and news are kind
1: of what we're covering, regardless.
0: Yeah, d- just catch you up on what's going on before we dive into the next week for fantasy football. And uh, other than that, I think we're pretty much. Ready to get going, right? Or maybe start following us on Twitter at the FF Fathers, which you should have been doing a long time ago. Or if maybe you're younger and just like way more hip than we are, even though we're not <laughs> that fucking old, <laughs> uh follow us on Instagram. Is it at the FF Fathers? Is that the same?
1: It is. Handles the same. At
0: the FF Fathers. Our Instagram is way better than our Twitter, but we'd be glad if you follow both. So, <laughs> absolutely
1: yeah we uh, do it. we are lucky enough to have a designated person running our, our instagram and uh we're the ones running the twitter so one has much better content than the other
0: yeah way better we're not old men but we are like 30 ish or whatever <laughs> i'm 31 i can't remember you guys ages you guys are older than me either way let's get down to some fancy football it. Alright, it's week 13. Right now we're recording this during <clears> the <throat> Monday Night Football game for week 12. Uh, like usual, during you know, Monday Night and Thursday Night games, pretty shitty so far. Not much to report on. No injuries to report on. Not
1: many. Um, we'll dive into a few here. Um, we'll start off on a good note, Devon Achan did not suffer any setbacks in the knee injury. They did help hold him out of week 12, but that was more, mostly a precaution. It looks like he should be 100% good to go for week 13. Uh, so, great news there, seeing he got her on, I think, his first or second play of Week 11 um, after missing the, those four games uh, with a knee injury. So, great news there. <clears throat> uh, poor news, though. Rashid Shahid, fantasy darling, kind of an up-and-comer. Uh, he is expected to be sidelined this coming week with a quad injury. Um, they're calling him day-to-day, but they're already expecting him not to play. So, it seems a little more like week-to-week than day-to-day.
0: Did his outlook change for you when it went from carr to um oh crab legs?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean we, we discussed that uh, uh last week a little bit where Derek Carr's just not throwing the ball down the field very much. And with Jamin's with Jameis you know he's he was going to, so that would make his his, you know, his four rise some, but now it's all a moot points, since he's missing at least week thirteen here.
0: Is that all we got for injuries?
1: Uh, yeah, for the major ones. <laughs> see here.
0: If so, what a promising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That that is like the best injury report I've heard in fantasy in the last. Yeah, four there's years. just not. I
1: mean, obviously there's some other injuries and in, throughout the NFL like Miles Garrett things like that, but that's not fantasy relevant. So why would we bring it up?
0: That's crazy. Only one guy.
1: Yeah, um, the only other one we could bring up is Justin Jefferson. He was held out again uh, from Monday Night Football this week. His 21 day window to be activated to the active roster is on Wednesday. They are expecting to do that, and then we'll get to this in a second. But the Vikings are on bye in Week 13, so going can give him another whole week to to rest up. By the time Week 14 rolls around and the fantasy playoffs are you know just around the corner, it will be a great time to have Justin Jefferson back in your lineup.
0: Pretty good week for injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the best week for injuries in the last <clears throat> like three or four um, years.
1: Keep an eye on Chris Olave as well. He he did get a concussion in the third quarter on Sunday against Atlanta. Um, obviously, he's not going to concussion protocol, pass all that. So, no real word on what could happen with him um, this coming week, but just keep an eye on his uh, status throughout the week.
0: And if you had him on your team, you were super bummed. He... Was killing it for you before he went out.
1: Yeah, he had like 120 yards, and he was only midway through the third the third quarter.
0: Yeah, was, yeah, he finished with seven catches, 114 yards. That yeah. was the last time I saw a stat line on TV. Next thing I know, he's not coming back into the game. I'm like, shit, he already had seven catches, at 114 yards. Mm-hmm. Didn't even play half of the game.
1: Well, a little more than half.
0: Uh, he had 47 percent of snaps. Ah. But that's Yeah, you know, we're playing a weird game now. Yeah. <laughs> so but was he on the field after the second quarter? Yes. Okay, yes, he was. <laughs> um, this was with uh, Jameis at quarterback, right?
1: Ozzie, I didn't pay much attention to this game, other than the fact that Bajon's finally back.
0: No, it was with uh, yeah, Derek Carr was back.
1: Okay, I thought so. Yeah, I thought Carr was playing.
0: Uh, and fantasy news doesn't really mean shit for you. So, okay, <laughs> We'll just keep it moving then. Yeah. Uh, now, Derek week,
1: Carter should, should, could probably throw it out there. He had his best game of the year in terms of, uh, I think, just overall play. He had over 300 yards. He just happened to not throw a touchdown, and he threw a pick. So, it was, fantasy-wise, wasn't his best day. But it was one of the better days he's had in a while.
0: Which is fucking depressing. Or, you know, he's not that guy in fantasy. But I was expecting a lot more from him fantasy-wise. This format for a different podcast. It's uh, we thought he would get a defense and be good, but obviously that's not that's not what is happening.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I I jumped on that train last year when they brought in uh, what's his nuts to Las Vegas, Josh McDaniels, McDaniels, yeah. Oh, you on, son of a bitch! I was on I was on the the Derek Carr train last year, and he didn't do it. And at this point, it was like, nah, I'm done. He, at this point, we he's a middling quarterback.
0: Mm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to admit that yet. No, we need more time. We Need more time. What, Twelve seasons isn't enough. One more year. It's like Tron supporters or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> just like just give him one more try. We're, we'll we'll figure it out. Um. So yeah. What what else we got to talk about before we get into the waivers? We got bye weeks, obviously, which are very important. This is like the heaviest <clears throat> bye week at the most important time of the year for fantasy teams. Yeah. yeah. Six teams on by, right? Six teams on bye, right? When
1: you're probably need you know, so a lot of teams are gonna be needing that one or two more wins to make to solidify their playoff position, and you're gonna be missing a huge chunk of guys here. So we had the Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, Las Vegas Raiders, Minnesota Vikings, New York Giants, and the Baltimore Ravens are all on by. You got some pretty heavy hitters and absolute studs that we're gonna be missing out of these teams. So gonna be a little rough for week thirteen for probably quite a few people.
0: I think it's going to be extremely rough if you're like me and you have, like, three leagues where week 13 is just, like, absolutely fucking you. Not going to yep. be a good time. <clears throat> yeah, I don't tend to really pay attention
1: to bye weeks when I am drafting my team. But I will, you know, like, like midway through, the, the draft will kind of peek at it and see who I have and see if I, have for whatever reason, have a really hot, you know, heavy bye week. And I will pay a little bit of attention to a specific position group while I'm drafting. After that, to make sure I have some guys I know I can trust to fill in.
0: I would not think that I do that, but I did not do that this year. <laughs> uh, got well, drunk drain drafts and realized. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was gonna say our draft got a little got a little lit in terms of a. Of the way we were going about it.
0: A little too litty-titty, but you know, sometimes that's how it goes, and whoever wins is the winner. So he who drafts drunk the best is who (laughs) uh, drafts best.
1: Well, hey, you didn't pull a juice and draft two two kickers.
0: Was that this year?
1: Yeah. You know,
0: things happen. He completely
1: quit paying attention, and he drafted two kickers.
0: Okay, but yeah, he's probably doing fine in our league, so I don't know. Probably. Uh he's he's probably doing okay. But either way, you know, it's uh, that's... Oh
1: no, he, he is. He's 7 and 4 and he locked up a win this week, so he'll be 8 and 4 after this week. So yeah.
0: Okay. And he used to be the taco of our league, but now he is not. So, <laughs> Did you say he used to be the what of our league? The taco. The taco. <laughs> the taco of our league if you watch the league on Hulu, which you probably haven't. God, we're getting that's old. That's an
1: old that's an older show.
0: Uh, what what else can we talk about fantasy football wise? Our show be The League. Oh, yeah. And that is it. So watch The League, all you young fucks. Get some references. <laughs> Either way, let's dive into it. Let's do our waiver wires of the week. Oh, actually, we didn't talk about the bye weeks. Yeah, I did. Oh, we did, but we threw through on the team? Yeah. Word.
1: I mean, I only had to go through, I said six things, we have to like dive into each one individually.
0: Yeah, so the Raiders this week, Michael Mayer's not starting. I'm sorry for <laughs> you. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. So yeah, let's just dive into the waiver wires. Um, it kind of feels like Groundhog's Day, but there are a couple people who are popping up who seem pretty interesting in my own in my own mind. We'll see what you think here, Big Irby, because you know you're way smarter than I am when it comes to stuff like this. So first of all, the big waiver wire pickup of the week. Right now, the big murmur is Jaden Reed. Everyone's talking about Jaden Reed. We got to get him. He's got 21 targets, 13 catches, ran the ball five times for 62 yards, two touchdowns in the last two weeks. Seems like a decent pickup, right? Why is he number one?
1: I mean, honestly, that's pretty lacking. Of waiver wire editions this week, as there, I feel like there have been most of the year. Um, he's just he's clearly a part of the game plan, and I think what part of it it's that plus the Packers' offense has looked completely different over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jordan Love looks like he did the first few weeks of the season, where he's really slinging the ball around and putting putting the ball in, into good, some good places. Now, granted, the uh, tied to, the touchdown, which I think was the one that Jaden Reed caught, was the luckiest goddamn pass I've ever seen I've seen in a very long time. Uh, that ball had no business getting through two defenders' hands, but still ended up in a touchdown. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, but the fact is, yeah, the offense is playing really well right now. So and as long as he's a part of the offense, he gives you some low end flex, you know, flex type uh, a floor, which you may need this week.
0: Yeah, I think this touchdown catch you were talking about is like it doesn't really matter because like oh, it does happen sometimes. You know, the, yeah, the highly um. Highly unlikely play where he does catch a touchdown. Let's just say he doesn't, because more times than not, it doesn't happen.
1: All I know is that they highlighted it during the halftime show of that game, and they're like, look at this pinpoint action. I'm like, no, not a chance. (laughs) He never should have thrown this ball, and it was a miracle. It went right between two defenders' fucking hands.
0: And what I'm getting at is, if he doesn't catch that touchdown, he has a seven-point game.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Which throws them out of, you know, three consecutive games with double-digit fantasy points. That whole conversation. Very touchdown-reliant. I'm looking at target numbers. Honestly, it's mind-blowing to me. Maybe we're at this point in fantasy. And just with the way injuries are going and the season is going this year, where, like, someone who's averaging five targets a game is the number one waiver wire target. You know, n- nothing's really changing. There hasn't been any injuries to the wide receiver core, Right. It's, it's, I thought it was interesting that he, like, he's the big name this week.
1: But, like, like I said, I mean, it's just waiver wires most of this year have been pretty lacking.
0: Yeah, honestly, pretty lacking. We're probably looking at the same list. Is there anyone on this list right now you're looking at where you're like, this is a name that intrigues me?
1: Not like super. Um, a couple of guys that, you know, um, if I need to pick him up for week thirteen, sure, but not somebody that I'm looking at like, oh yeah, he's going to be a guy that's going to help me win my league. It's just more of a guy I could probably possibly plug in right now. Um, the one, the guy that, if I, which I think most people do need, in this position is our next guy on the list, Pat Fryermuth, who was my star of the week last week, and I'm gonna uh, let's go. I'm gonna take that victory lap because he came out and balled out. I think it was ten catches for 120 yards. The move. They, as I mentioned, because um, you weren't on it, but you can go back and look and look at the uh, passing chart of Kenny Pickett's passes between weeks one and ten. Right, it was terrible. They basically didn't ever throw the ball in the middle of the field. It was always to the boundary, and so with the firing of Matt Canada and all this, my whole explanation was that they're the it's going if if just any general reporter can find this report and they reported on it heavily then the coaches should be smart enough to also see this and realize we need to spread this ball across the entire field, not just the boundaries. And to do that, you need a guy like Pat Firemuth. He came back, he's healthy, and they targeted him like crazy.
0: Ah, why are you doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you should be working for like CBS or something. <laughs> I'm telling you. Brilliant fucking shit because you called it. Nine I would, catches, yeah. 120 yards.
1: Yeah, it was... He was magnificent. It was great to see him back. and finally, I think he's a guy, especially if you've been really hurting a tight end all year, that he's a guy that could you know can give you continue continual top five to eight tight end finishes every single week, which for many people just aren't dealing with that right now.
0: Ah, that's a good one. And we we've liked the move on this podcast for years, but Yeah.
1: I mean he had a bit a of a of you know, he got hurt earlier in the year, missed missed a few games, came back and or he was supposed to come back because this is the second time this year. I put him as my as my start of the week. He was supposed to come back the first time I did, and then they end up he ended up aggravating that hamstring again, and then he missed a couple more
0: games. No, he's always been worthy, but you know, with the firing of Matt Canada, maybe we're on to something here.
1: Well, I, I thought uh I think Ryan Clark said it in the Monday Night Countdown. They were talking about it, and it was like the new play caller and offensive coordinator, instead of focusing on what play should we run next, they are focusing on, like, how do we get our best players the ball? Let's scheme up that person. If he, like, if he's one of our best players, let's make sure he, we get the ball into his hands and find the best way of doing that, not thinking what's going to be the the right type of play, whether it be a run um, you know, inside, outside, short pass, long pass, play action. So you're trying to figure out what should be the next play call. It's like, let's just focus on who our best players are and make sure we get the ball in their hands.
0: Which obviously worked in a a positive direction for them. So I can can get down with that. Speaking of tight ends, Isaiah Likely.
1: Yeah. I mean, he should have been. I'm surprised that he's still on this list. Um, I thought he's been picked up everywhere last week with it. Without – Mark Andrews, Isaiah likely blew up for a couple of games last year. Um, two out of the three games he played, he had really, really good finishes. So I'm surprised that his overall ownership didn't go up. It's only at 41% right now, and it's probably a little higher on Sleeper because it always is. On Sleeper, it's at 57. Uh, you know, Makes sense. He didn't have a huge game, but he you know, four, he had six targets, which that's the part that I'm going to focus on. They weren't huge down the field. He had caught four of them for 40 yards. But the fact that he was still able to get six targets in his first game there, I like.
0: And if I remember right from reading, out of my page up that those forty yards receiving he had led receivers. Did it really? It, yeah, it, it was a bit of a dogfight fight with that. With, you know, with the uh, Baltimore game, but yeah, his forty yards led the team in forty receiving yards. Yeah,
1: a little rough. I mean, they were playing the Chargers, and the Chargers, I mean just get ran all over you could put you know you you or myself in the backfield there we could probably gain some yards against them as well um that's it's a pretty bad rushing defense but um but yeah I mean if he he did lead the lead the team
0: um, he did I see it right now he did lead the team in receiving yards yeah so with 40 which is (laughs) yeah OBJ had 34 Zay Flowers
1: 25 um (laughs) just Sometimes that's the way that's going to go. It was a bit of a dogfight. but if you are in the need for a tight end, uh, with the Ravens being on buy, you could probably get likely for cheap, if not if not nothing, uh, this week just to stash him for a week.
0: Yeah, definitely. So let's um, man, is there any names popping off this list? Because if not, I'm going to run through some quick ones just so we cover these guys. But <laughs> I mean, I see like, uh, honestly, Gardner Minshew. Comes to my mind just with all like the quarterback injuries as of late. That's someone who pops off the list for me, but it doesn't like really pop off. i just like, okay, this is someone who I'm interested in,
1: right? But I mean, with that being said, you have to keep in mind that we are looking at Josh Allen, Justin Fields, Josh Dobbs, and Lamar Jackson all on bye this week. So, you there's some people out there that you're going to be needing a quarterback,
0: and Minchu might be your guy. He hasn't really done much to make you think that he'd be worthy and fancy. Uh, a lot of games without a touchdown. A lot of games with only one touchdown. His only multi-touchdown games, one was with four, one was with a two. Week 7 and Week 8 were far removed from that. Um, the The promising thing I'm seeing from looking at his stat line and his usage is the amount of attempts they have. They always end up throwing the ball at least you know, 30 times a game, something like that. So that gives you a good chance to have a decent starting fancy quarterback if you are in a bad spot, Garden Minshew. Uh, there's a couple of leagues that we're in, with, which are like two quarterback leagues. You can't even pick one up right now.
1: No, it's impossible. Um, Baker Mayfield's another one I would throw out there. He's a little higher on the Ross percentage at 53, and he is dealing with an ankle injury. He's questionable to play this weekend. Uh, but MRIs came back, has no ligament damage, so that's good. It means he could potentially play, and they play Carolina. And so he has a, a great matchup. I like that matchup more than Minshew versus Tennessee. Um, but, yeah, I mean, quarterbacks are going to be tough this week.
0: All right, apparently, Kenny Pickett is more rostered than Gardner Minshew. And I'm with you on the whole, like, yeah, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield for sure. We're talking about deeper than that. And right now, Kenny Pickett is on more rosters than Gardner Minshew. And can he pick it apparently as a, <laughs> uh, for some reason a hot pickup after last week where he did not do anything? I mean, he did throw for 278 yards. It was his best game of the year,
1: um, and not, honestly, by far.
0: His best game of the year is not even a top 15 quarterback finish. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's that's the problem. Like, his, his ceiling is almost Um I mean, and then... Like, Are you
0: saying... The results could be anything. What? With Kenny Pickett, I mean, like, the the sky is the ceiling, right? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Could be the roof's touchdowns. (laughs) The roof
1: is the ceiling. For for (laughs) him, like,
0: the roof might be the
1: ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, his best fancy day so far this year is 18 and a half points, and nothing else is even really close. Like, and even then, I don't. Honestly, over. Pickett or even Minshew, I probably would also rather have Matthew Stafford, even in a terrible matchup against the Browns.
0: Oh, every day of the week. I'm not taking that risk. I, I want someone who's proven and has a little bit of firepower over someone who has mm-hmm. uh, just nothing proven on their offenses at that point. You, you just can't roll with it.
1: Yeah. And then but the other one... Jordan Love is still hovering around 50% ownership as well. He plays Kansas City, which is another tough matchup. And obviously, he's been very up and down. So, I mean, out of all the guys that are more readily available, uh, Mayfield's I think, is going to be your number one option at the quarterback position this week.
0: Uh, Mayfield or Jordan Love. I mean, Jordan Love, hot start to the year. I think a lot of people, myself included, we we kind of bailed out mid-year.
1: Well, I mean, he had four games in a row, which are really bad games. Yeah. Where he's throwing a bunch of picks, and the last three have been much better all of a sudden again, so it'll be interesting to see that way. Um, Obviously, there's some risk there with Jordan Love, but yeah, I think I would go probably, if I'm going to rank him, I would go Mayfield, Love, Stafford, Minshew, Pickett on how I would rank them
0: for this week. We're very close. I would go Love, then Mayfield. You go Love first. Yeah, well, Love is still throwing touchdown passes on the regular.
1: Right. I'm just i going to play a bit of a matchup game with it where I much prefer the matchup against Carolina than for Baker Mayfield and I do against
0: the Chiefs with Jordan Love. Oh, which I think. I'll just be playing catch-up anyways. But Jordan Love, at least the one thing he is consistent with is getting touchdowns, at least one of them. So when you you know, you know throw, throw your hat in there, try to bet on him, you're at least in line for hopefully a top 18 finish. You're not going to miss by far. So I like Jordan Love. If you're playing safe, like I always do. <laughs> Come on
1: now. You got to risk it for the biscuit sometimes.
0: I've been reconsidering that a lot lately, but that's for a whole nother discussion. So let's talk about um so receivers. Curtis Samuel, 31% owned in most fancy leagues, according to Fancy Pros. Uh, Very sought-after receiver this week after he had 12 targets, nine catches, and 100 yards. No tutters. Still made in the wide receiver 20 on the week, not including my night football, which according to the the way the game's been going, probably not going to matter. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's another guy who's been super up and down this year. Uh, Technically, he's a third-string receiver, but there are certain times uh, or points in the season where, he seems like he has the best connection with Sam Howell. And then you have Jahan Dotson and scary Terry who are just seem to be put to the wayside, but it's so random with him because before that, you know, his blow up game, he had four games in a row where he had less than five points. And he started the season with three games in a row of less than nine. Then he had three games in a row, which were really good, had that big lull in the middle and then just came back. So, it's it's super random, and I just not gonna put my my money into somebody that could that maybe have a good game and maybe not have a game at all. <clears throat> I think I would rather go with a guy like Demario Douglas, who at least I know is gonna get consistent production. It might not always be the most explosive play, but I at least I know he's getting consistent looks in the offense where Samuel's not.
0: And honestly, I'm with you on that one. Curtis Samuel, this, this is a name that's been like lingering in my head for years. As you you know, I like consistent guys. Curtis Samuel is not that guy. But he's finished in the top 40 as a wide receiver one, two, three, four times in the last five years. I hate using him because it's so inconsistent, but he does get his points.
1: Yeah. And I guess we should be brought up. DeMarlo Douglas did leave the game with a concussion in Week twelve as well. So we'll have to see how he does uh, going the rest of the or you know, keep keeping out on his status the rest of the week, but he was leading the team in in receiving before he went down.
0: Ooh, we're on a bad turn then. So who's the next wide receiver we're gonna talk about? Maybe Noah Brown for the Texans? Are Maybe we going down that route.
1: The, my issue with Noah Brown is that his big games have come with guys injured.
0: But that's two weeks in a row where he has finished in the top seven, over 140 yards two weeks in a row, over six catches, two weeks in a row.
1: Yeah, and I mean he did miss week 12, or uh, yeah, he missed week 11 and 12. So we're not sure if he's going to play in week 13 yet. Um, but again, I mean that he was doing that with guys out. I just as well as C.J. Stroud's playing, you're I think. I'd be okay relying on Nico Collins, Tank Dell, and Dalton Schultz. Adding a fourth pass catcher into this offense seems really dicey to to be laying your hat on.
0: Well, it seems like their wide receivers have been a little bit revolving, right, because of injuries.
1: A little bit, but I believe, unless something happened this weekend, both Nico Collins and Tank Dell are
0: 100%. Right, and those guys are killing it. So that's a good point. I mean, Noah Brown are an offense where they are throwing the ball an absolute shit ton. I'm a little interested uh going to, going into the playoffs here soon. If I have a spot to put on my roster, let's just say an injury happens to their offense. Yeah. It already I mean, puts him in a promising uh, a promising spot and he already is in one. Yeah,
1: and I and I, I'm not saying not pick up Noah Brown because yeah, if an injury happens, it's he's the you yeah, know, someone you can plug in immediately. Um it's just it's just a little worrisome. Is all is what it, is what it comes down to for me. Um, hopefully he can play this weekend. <clears throat> otherwise it ends up not being much of a a thing at all. They do play Denver, which should be interesting because Pat Sertan does tend to travel with a receiver, but Houston doesn't necessarily have a true number one receiver. I think most guys look at it as being Nico Collins, but it kind of seems it's like Tando. I mean, it, but it's yeah, Tank it, Dell. It well, Tank Dell has five touchdowns the last four games, so that's big. But Collins is the one getting most of the yardage behind a lot of this. Um, but it does kind of seem like Noah Brown, Nico Collins, and Tank Dell are kind of, you know, interchangeable depending on how the how the game is going. And so it'd be interesting to see if Pat Zertan does travel with somebody, and if he does, who he's going to cover that whole time.
0: Interesting. So Noah Brown maybe goes under the radar.
1: Maybe. I mean, that's and that, that's one thing you could put look at. Like, Pat Shan's definitely not going to follow Noah Brown around, so that could open up the door for him to have better opportunities.
0: And there have been offenses capable of like withholding three fantasy worthy wide receivers. It's it's hard. I mean, it it is possible.
1: Um, I'm not sure how much I'm going to bank on that happening with a you know a rookie quarterback, even as well as he's playing. And you know he's an absolute stud. It's still that's a lot of a lot of guys, and he's still prone to have his games where he's gonna look like a
0: rookie. Right, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm trying to like. I know. Hey, hey, it's like hey, maybe this guy. Yeah, no, I know, mean, but, and honestly, I, like I said,
1: I'm not saying don't pick up Noah Brown, but I'm worried about trying to throw him into my lineup right away. Now, you might have to with all the buys that we have this week, though, too.
0: Honestly, with my fantasy experience, looking at Noah Brown seems like a guy that you can never predict this, like someone you miss out on. I'm just like, oh, the stats are like crazy good, but the sample size is so small, I'm good. And I've missed out on a lot of guys like that. So, every once in a while, take a flyer on somebody like that. See if you can get them on your team if you got room for them. Um, Man, who are we going to talk about next? Yeah, it's a little rough. Um, I see
1: Josh Palmer on the list, uh, but he's still out with a knee injury. They're not really sure when he's going to come back. I don't. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, so that's a little interesting. Um, OBJ's there, who that de- you know doesn't have the best floor right now, but has still shown he can do a few things. I mean, I guess we could. If someone's going to step up for with Rashid Shaheed being out, uh. An A. T. Perry, possibly, but that's a that's a pretty deep dive.
0: What about Jawan Johnson, though? Well, he's a wide receiver, guy who's like wide receiver style. Well, last week he had seven targets, four receptions, only forty five yards. This is someone that I've talked about a million times. I feel like. Yeah, I
1: mean, it was his highest target share of of the season. So, maybe. I mean, it's dicey. Um, now, the other thing we could need to keep an eye on so we already know Shahid's out, right? And we already know Michael Thomas is out. And we know that Chris Olave is dealing with, with concussion. If he doesn't pass concussion protocol, you got to throw someone in there. I mean, A.T. Perry wouldn't be the worst guy to to hang your hat on. He's huge. He's a rookie out of Wake Forest. He's 6'5", 205.
0: Who the fuck is this guy? He's a rookie out of, <laughs> out of
1: Wake Forest. Uh, uh, yes, I, I
0: know everything you said. <laughs> six five.
1: Yeah. I mean, but I'm saying, like, there's a chance that the top three receivers on this offense are all out. We already know two of them for sure are going to be out. If Olave's out too, I mean, they got to throw the ball to somebody.
0: Yeah, the, the Saints have been, like, weirdly good at this the last few years. Just so I can point this out, fantasy-wise. They just include a, a receiver we haven't really heard of or somebody who comes in and gets a lot of points. So, I mean, who knows? Is A.T. Perry the guy? Is that, like, who we're really targeting this week? <laughs> this is the most exciting name we've talked about <laughs> the whole episode. I mean, targeting? No. He's 6'5". Maybe, throw a,
1: maybe just, th- you know, throw a flyer at? Maybe.
0: Throw a, a flyer? I want to throw a billboard at this guy. Not it's- really.
1: <laughs> so, it's just interesting. I mean, it's going to... A lot of it's gonna base off of who if a lobby plays or not. Um then again the other the other side could be that these guys aren't ready to step up and then you see a game of a lot of passes to Alvin Kamara.
0: A T phone home, dude. I'm cashing in. A T Perry. All right. uh, <laughs> not really, but he's fucking huge. Honestly, in my opinion, it might be the most exciting name we talked about so far. The Saints are weirdly good at this. I don't care who the coach is, who the quarterback is. When they have injuries, they find skill players who can produce in the meantime.
1: Yeah. Um. I was moving to running backs. The top running back addition for the week is going to be Jeff Wilson. Um, Achan's going to be back this this coming week, so I, obviously Wilson's got to be downgraded that way he did have 11 carries for a little more than 50 yards so great average there but he's still behind most of their and i don't think he sees much playing time really with that with a chan coming back so outside of that i mean same we've been talking about forever ty j spears said it every week for 13 I weeks now
0: not talking about him anymore
1: um ty chandler's playing right now which i don't think he's playing very well then again the, the entire vikings offense looks like trash this morning or this evening um and then Rico Daddle. <laughs> like like it's bad out here, man, so out of
0: anyone we talked about on this episode,
1: you know who i'm most you know who I'm most excited to add on this episode two tight ends, Pat Fryarton's and Isaiah likely.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I've been holding Isaiah Likely for a year and a half,
1: so I mean that's that's just what it is it's a it's a shit week, man, um, you got a defense you want to throw out there. Before you get to your starts of the week later, do you
0: want to get a... No, I'm not prepared. Not unprepared, nope. okay. I don't have a defense for you. I'm sorry, but trust me, I will have one for you on the starts of the week. All right, perfect. Maybe even two. Fuck it. I'm feeling frisky, <laughs> man. feeling so. I am. I'm feeling frisky. I'm gonna throw two at you. All right, well, I don't know you, man. I got nothing else. Nah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, thanks for listening and uh catch us on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Also on Instagram. Way better follow probably at the FF Fathers. And we will catch you on Thursday for our starts and sits of the week. And until then, just hang on tight because the waiver's been shitty. <laughs> and that's all we got for you. So You're Sneaky signing out. (laughs) And Big Herbie signing out. (laughs) Bye.